Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. So glad you are here. What is today? April 28th, 2021, almost to the end of the month. Can you guys believe it? Can you believe it? Man, hope you had a fantastic day, whatever day you're listening to this on. Um, if it's just getting started, don't worry. Your day's gonna suck at some point, but, uh, there's always tomorrow. Um, got something important to talk to you guys about that everybody might not be in the loop on, and I might have to do a little explaining as well, because this is, this kind of stuff is a little bit off in the weeds to people that just kind of pay attention to the major stuff going on, but this is a very important story regarding John Kerry and Iran. Now, if you listen to the show on 99.5 when I filmed it, I believe it was on Monday the 26th, then you heard me talk about it a little bit, but I'm going to go a little more in-depth and, and show you guys why this is so important. If you want to go back and listen to those shows, I explained it on the last podcast. You can go to talk99.5.com or find those podcasts on Apple Podcasts. That's where they're at. Before we do that, let me tell you about Vapor Forge real quick. Vapor Forge out on 280 right here in Birmingham. Go show them some love because they are partners of this show. And if it weren't for these guys, you would not have over the line as much as you have it these days. You notice the consistency is finally here. And I give a majority of the credit to these guys because they help me keep moving and uh, pushing me and making sure we're always uh, taken care of. And if you want to be partners with this podcast, make sure you let me know. Maybe we can uh, hook something up and get this thing rolling. Uh, you guys go in Vapor Forge all the time. They're telling me constantly, listeners are over the line, are stopping by, visiting, and uh, they're treating them well. The, 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 the guys at Vapor Forge, if you go in there and say you're from over the line or you heard it on over the line, they're going to take care of you. 4673 Highway 280 East, right there in Birmingham, next to Bailey Brothers, 205-874-9010. 205-874-9010. Go see them and make sure you tell them where you heard it. So if you have not heard this news story, it's a pretty big deal. Um, We got a report out of the New York Times via a secret leaked recording about John Kerry having meetings with the Iranian foreign minister and giving him some insider info about what the U.S. and their allies are in fact doing, especially when it comes to the things that are negatively affecting Iran, in particular, covert operations on behalf of Israel that they were attacking Iran, and Iran didn't really know at that point. Now, Iran, it's a, this is an important part of Iran to know. They were the number one state sponsor of terrorism. That means nobody puts more money into terrorism and terrorist organizations than Iran. They are the terrorism hotbed. They are the reason terrorism exists on the level it does in 2021 terrorism could not survive on the scale it's operating at without iran and the money iran has this is why there was such outrage when we found out barack obama sent 
one two billion dollars to Iran in the middle of the night in cash. That's why the outrage on that. And it was no secret that they were trying to keep it secret, but they got busted. But this audio is leaked out, right? And it's um, caught a lot of people off guard. It's not just Republicans or conservatives, but even some on the left are like, well, wait a minute. We can't have government officials having secret meetings with uh, the people of Iran and letting them know uh, kind of what our what our secrets are. But nonetheless, this audio tape leaked and it offered a glimpse into the behind-the-scenes power struggles of Iranian leaders, uh, Foreign Minister Zarif and the Revolutionary Guards uh, that are calling the shots, which um, the tape surfaced Sunday where I guess Mr. Zarif was talking about a, a, a multitude of things, including General Soleimani. Remember, we, under Trump, uh, blew his uh, backside up, which which was a good thing, and it was a warning shot. Hey, that's how we get peace through strength, by the way. Um, Mr. Zarif, as they call him, uh said that the general undermined him at many steps, working with Russia to sabotage the nuclear deal between Iran and world powers and adopting policies towards Syria's long war that damaged Iran's interests, blah, 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 blah. But the moral of the story, he goes on to say that in talking with John Kerry, that he was finding out all of this info, especially when it pertains to Iran, I mean, Israel. Now, if you go back during the Trump administration... You recall John Kerry, who was not a government official at the time, was having meetings with Iran, okay? And this is the time that Iran's chanting death to America and threatening to blow us off the map and threatening to blow Israel off the map and all. And John Kerry's over there having meetings with him, which seems absolutely insane and illegal, treasonous even. And it seems that... This is the kind of stuff that they, that they talked about. Now, this is not the normal political posturing on the behalf of Iran because Iran is, you know, they'll make up stuff and put it out as propaganda just to cause some trouble in a heartbeat. This was not it because this was leaked against their will, okay? This is secret audio tapes that they had no intentions of coming out because this comes at a time that Iran wants to get back into this Iranian nuclear deal, which you know Joe Biden and that administration will be very open to. They want to be back in that deal because even though it's supposed to prevent them from getting nuclear weapons, they know they will benefit greatly monetarily. Sanctions will be lifted, all these things, and they really don't have to follow the rules. That was the whole thing at the front part. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll do this. We'll do this nuclear deal thing where we don't enrich uranium, but we're... You can't bring anybody over here to check to see if we're actually not doing it. So they get a sweetheart deal on that thing, and they want to get back in it. This would damage those talks. This would damage their chances in getting back into that deal, which shows you the authenticity of it because they would not want this coming out. But nonetheless, it did. And a lot of questions are being raised as to John Kerry, who is part of the Biden administration now. He's like the climate czar or whatever. How we can continue to have somebody like that in a presidential administration 
that is literally sleeping with the enemy and putting one of our greatest allies at risk because Iran's number one goal in life in the existence of their country is to wipe Israel off the map. And that's not hypothetical. That's not Andrew McLean's opinion. That is fact. That is their opinion. That is what they will tell you. Death to Israel is probably one of the most used phrases in their vocabulary. They refuse to recognize Israel as a country. They refuse to recognize their right to exist in any form or fashion. And they promise on a regular basis to wipe them off the map. This puts them in harm's way in a way that I don't think we've seen in a long, long time. Now, the reason Israel has survived is two reasons. I think the main reason is the people of Israel are God's chosen people. And if you believe in the Bible, you believe that those are the people on this planet that will ultimately be taken care of. But in a practical sense, in a, in a, in a real-world sense... The reason they've stayed alive is because of the protection and the military power of the U.S. We give them everything they need to survive because they are a country that's approximately the size of New Jersey. And they are surrounded by majority Muslim countries that are threatening to kill them at any moment. You think, well, you've got a bad situation on our border, which we do. But these people have Palestinians and all these other groups that are basically banging at their door every single day trying to get in to burn the country down. It would be like living in New Jersey, as we said, and having uh, all conservative Trump supporters in there and Black Lives Matter and Antifa uh, is, is surrounding the borders of your state waiting to get in so they can literally burn your state down. That, that's the life in Israel. But thanks to us, they've been able to survive that onslaught over the decades, over the course of almost 100 years, and rightfully so. But that's why this is such a threat, because we have an administration now that is obviously not friendly to Israel, but Israel needs us to be their ally in order to survive. And we're starting to question whether or not that's going to be a possibility. Now, John Kerry's been asked about this. They're like, oh, no, no, I wouldn't say anything like that. Why would I? I mean, I know I was having secret meetings with him and all, but I would have never said anything like that. I never would have told him about Israel's covert operations. So in order to decide if you're going to believe John Kerry or not, it is important to look back at who John Kerry is. Okay, now John Kerry, he's a military veteran, disgraced veteran, if, you know, I think a lot of people would say. Um, He's been in the U.S. government for a while. He's been in Congress. He was Secretary of State under Obama during the, the creation of the Iran nuclear deal. And now he's working under the Biden administration. Now, the timeline goes, Hillary Clinton was a Secretary of State, which... I know it seems like a lifetime ago, but it's still, when I think about the fact that Hillary Clinton was our Secretary of State one time, I don't think we gave enough credit to how uh, dangerous that was. But once she left, I guess to get ready to run for president or whatever, John Kerry stepped in. He was Secretary of State, and that's when the cozying up to Iran 
really, really ramped up. And whether that's because John Kerry legitimately legitimately likes Iran or if it's because Obama was obviously a uh, Muslim terrorist sympathizer or what, they cozied up to him. But when you go back and you look at John Kerry in his very early days, in his military days, he served in Vietnam. And one of the big things, you remember he ran for president in, what, uh, 2004 against George W. Bush when he was running for a second term. And one of the big things that was brought up to make sure people knew who John Kerry was was the images and the video of him throwing his Purple Heart that he'd received, I think, in Vietnam, throwing it over the fence of the White House saying he was disgraced to be associated with his military service and his military service in Vietnam. Now, we know during that time period, it was a very hostile and volatile time, and there was a lot of people, a big portion of this country, that absolutely disagreed with Vietnam and the Vietnam War. And whatever side you're on on that, it's not, it's not really relevant, but what's relevant is the way John Kerry conducted himself in turning his back on his country and his fellow soldiers going on to testify to Congress about how horrible his platoon was, his, his, his uh, fellow soldiers were out on the battlefield and while they were in Vietnam and, and how horrible really painting this country as a horrible, savage place that is only running around the world and torturing other people. That was John Kerry's MO. Here's some of his testimony from Congress uh, back in uh, uh, 19, I guess I guess it was this was 1971. Actually, April 22nd, 1971. So almost, what is that? 40 years to the day. Uh, that this testimony happened. The times that they had personally raped, cut off ears, cut off heads, taped wires from portable telephones to human genitals and turned up the power, cut off limbs, blown up bodies, randomly shot at civilians, raised villages in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan, shot cattle and dogs for fun, poisoned food stocks, and generally ravaged the countryside of South Vietnam in addition to the normal ravage of war and the normal uh, and very particular ravaging which is done by the applied bombing power of this country. We called this investigation the Winter Soldier Investigation. The term Winter Soldier is a play on words of Thomas Paine's in 1776 when he spoke of the some sunshine patriot and summertime soldiers who deserted at Valley Forge. But you get the condescending message and tone. He's like, the, the normal bombing that we do to other countries as if we are the evil West. We are the evil empire that goes around and unjustly attacks other countries. Now, we know that the U.S., has had moments where we have unjustly gone into countries, but we turn around and try to do the right thing on the backside, but that's another topic for another day. This is about John Kerry. You hear his tone. This is John Kerry in his very early days. This was, did I say 40 years ago, 70? 
2000. Whew, almost 50 years ago. Jeez Louise. So, John Kerry, 50 years ago, that was him. That's the type of person he was. He was almost a, 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 a sympathizer of the enemies of America. But he was a young buck. It was back in the 70s, and everybody was peace, love, and harmony, and hippies, and smoking weed, and all this stuff. So maybe, maybe it was just a face. But then fast forward to John Kerry serving in the most prominent role in the U.S. government that he had served, that is Secretary of State. And if you will recall, the U.S. had a naval ship that somehow entered Iranian waters during the Obama administration. This was sometime in uh, 2015, 2016, sometime before the 2016 election. When that happened, the Iranian Navy seized our ship, and took hostage 10 of our sailors. I think most of us, if something like that were to happen, our first thought would be, hey, we tell them we're about to blow them off the map if they don't give us our guys back. Like, you've got, it's like talking to your kid. you got to the count of five to give me my soldiers back or this discussion's over. That's the kind of attitude you would have had during the Trump era had this happened after Donald Trump had become president. But not under the watch of John Kerry and Barack Obama. It was much different. We ended up apologizing to Iran and then thanking them for giving our soldiers back. Now, let me rewind just a bit and and let's see. I've got an old CNN report here where John Kerry was interviewed and asked what exactly he thought of this situation with our soldiers being uh being taken hostage by iran the iranians captured 10 u.s sailors uh you said their release was a sign of the diplomatic success this new relationship that three or four years ago they never would have been released as quickly as they were mr secretary you served on a naval vessel not too different than the ones that were captured uh, you know, in, in the Gulf there. What was your reaction when you saw the photo of those sailors on their knees with their hands behind their heads? I was very angry. Uh, I was very, uh, very uh, <laughs> frustrated and angry uh, that that was uh, released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I oh, yeah. raised I it immediately uh, with the Iranians. Uh, uh, it was not put out by the uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs or the government directly has put out, I think, through the military over there and the IRGC, who have been opposed to what we are doing. They're so you, opposed you, to... But I'm not he, a, He's sitting here, listen to him. He's making excuses for Iran, what they did, and the way they put the video out. Literally. Now, you hear John Berman or whoever that is on CNN, and he's like, well, you know, we were, we were taken hostage, but I, I think it's it's good that we were be we were able to solve this in such a diplomatic way. And he's like, "What did you think when you saw the footage, uh, Mr. Kerry?" Well, I was <laughs> was angry, yeah, you know, that's what I'm supposed to say. I was angry, but but let me tell you, 
The Iranian Foreign Ministry, they, they didn't put this video out. It was somebody else. They would have never done that because they knew that was a, a bad thing. This was video of our soldiers on their knees, hands above their heads, with Iranian soldiers with guns pointed at them. This was a video of that that was broadcast all over the world. How do you think that makes America look? How, how, what do you think our allies thought when they saw that? What do you think Israel thought when they saw that? They had to have been in a complete panic. But instead of damage control, John Kerry, he made excuses. He made it, he, he was angry. He said he was angry. But he made excuses. He's like, yeah, they didn't, they didn't really mean to put the video out there. But, you know, it, it, it all worked out because they gave us our guys back because we're all good buddies. We're all diplomatic. It's sickening that anybody in a position of power in our U.S. government would thank Iran in any way for any part of that whatsoever. Absolutely sickening even some of the media uh, Bloomberg actually had an opinion piece they wouldn't put this out as an actual article but they put out a, a, an opinion piece that was titled Kerry thanks Iran for resolving the crisis it created <laughs> and that was literally what happened John Kerry thanked Iran for giving us our soldiers back that they never should have taken in the first place it's insane and that's the way these people operate. That's the way they think. They sympathize with our enemies. You want to talk about somebody colluding with the enemy or Russia collusion? This is actual collusion with the enemy. And it is one of the most dangerous things that can happen in this country. This opinion piece goes on to say the sailors were freed and safe. There's no hostage crisis now. When British sailors were detained in 2007 by Iran in a similar incident, it took nearly two weeks for Iran to release them. In this case, it took less than a day. Kerry himself said Wednesday the resolution of the issue was a testament to the critical role diplomacy plays in keeping us safe, secure, and strong. Right. The diplomacy that keeps us, keeps us safe, secure, and strong. Nothing says safe, secure, and strong like your soldiers of the greatest military power of the world being on their knees with their hands above their head while having guns pointed at them by one of your top enemies. Right. Um, trumpeting this success, uh, this as a diplomatic success, also presents a moral hazard, blah, blah, blah. He goes through his opinion. But this is the part I want you to, to, to hear right here. It wasn't just John Kerry. Joe Biden, who was vice president at the time, he decided to weigh in on this. And he said that the incident was standard nautical practice that Iran taking our guys hostage was just... Run of the mill stuff. Like, it's just what we do. It's standard practice. What's a big deal? He said one of the boats had engine failure and drifted into Iranian waters. 
the Iranians picked up the boats as we have picked up Iranian boats that needed to be rescued. That is the way nations should do it. <laughs> Biden is thanking Iran for taking our sailors hostage. Thanks, guys. Thanks for saving us because our boat was broke down. We appreciate that. It was so absurd that even John McCain had to come out and say, hey, this is nuts. This is, this is a violation of, of international law. These sovereign immune vessels, like these Navy ships and boats, they, they, don't, they don't lose their sovereign immune status when they're in distress in the sea. This is international law they violated. But John Kerry, Joe Biden, they're like, thank you, God. Thank you so much for coming to get us. Thank you so much for getting us in. And hey, we, we appreciate you putting the video out so everybody else knows how nice you are. Thanks, guys. Those are the people John Kerry's talking to. Not only talking to now, but he was talking to them when he had no position of power. For him to be talking to Iran and saying this stuff while another administration is in office and trying to pursue peace through strength, undermining everything the Trump administration was doing, doesn't matter if it's a Trump administration, any administration. He was undermining the business of the country dealing with everyone's safety. An international conflict. You know what we call that? We call that treason. There is no gray area here. When it comes to what John Kerry did, it is absolutely 100% treason. And everybody knows it. But yet, Democrats don't have to play by the same rules. John Kerry still got his job. Of course, people in Congress are calling for an investigation. We need an investigation to see what John Kerry... No investigation. We need a criminal trial. If you want to discuss the punishment for treason, be my guest. Decide what you want to do with him. But this is it. There's no question that John Kerry has in fact committed treason against this country and he has to be punished because guess what all it's going to take is one or more of these times one one or two more of these times to happen and something really bad is going to happen to either us or one of our closest allies what i'm watching happen with the biden administration in other countries whether it's the uh, nonsensical, unnecessary smack talk to Russia just because you want to look rough on Russia or it's spooning Iran. It's going to get a lot of people hurt. A lot of people. And this is not Andrew McClain just being like, be dramatic and make a good podcast. This is dead serious, y'all. This is not a joke. This is not grandstanding. It's not political. It is absolutely dangerous for the U.S. And it's dangerous for the rest of the world. Tomorrow, 
I want to get into this administration, not just putting everybody in danger, but going after their political enemies. While they're sleeping with Iran, they're doing the same thing the Obama administration did during their eight years in office. And they're trying to take down their political enemies, as you heard today. Rudy Giuliani had his home raided as the DOJ somehow found a way to get a search warrant. That'll be on tomorrow's podcast. Make sure you don't miss it. On this podcast, make sure you like, you comment, you share, you do all the things that you need to do to help us get this show out there. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or a plethora of other podcast platforms. Also, if you do listen to the audio podcast, there is a way to donate to the show through anchor.fm. Go to Apple Podcasts or go to Spotify. There's a link on each of the shows. You can do that, a one-time deal, or you can do a reoccurring monthly type donation. However you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. We're not asking for money. We're just letting you know it's there. So make sure you check us out tomorrow. And until then, see you, cool.